I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is the NFL Draft Podcast, presented by Hancock Whitney Bank. Your dream, our mission. Visit HancockWhitney.com. All right, we're live from Caesar Sportsbook in Las Vegas, Bo Bounds and Blake Scott. Uh, we had an absolute blast last night, first round uh, of the NFL Draft. At uh, Blake, what was it, the Caesars what? That was the Caesars Forum. It was right outside the Caesars Forum. Yeah. So Caesars Forum, um, and and we had VIP access, and it was so cool. And um, we had drinks and food. We were right by the stage, and and we had a big time. So we're we're living it up here in Las Vegas. We're not going to lie. <laughs> uh, this may sound like we're rubbing it in. We're not. We wish all of you were here. Of course. But uh, exciting. Thirty-two picks are off the board as we uh, record this podcast on Friday and we'll get ready for the draft here and um, just two hours yeah yeah that's right or right now here yeah two hours from here yeah yeah okay. right now it'll start four o'clock local time so okay it'll be uh, it'll be hot and heavy look how many people have we seen before we get into the minutia of the draft how many fans have we seen wearing everything from face paint to afros to full-on like inflatable costumes i mean guys in capes dreads <laughs> i mean we've seen everything in between you know i didn't know it was the mardi gras it feels the like NFL it doesn't draft, it? right I, I didn't know i mean i knew from you and i watching it over the, over the years but i didn't really i couldn't wrap my brain around and comprehend how all out some of these some of the people within the fan bases go and i think it's awesome Oh, I'm all about you know, it. You and I had so much fun uh, watching Green Bay Packers, Minnesota Vikings, um, Colts, Cowboys, uh, all the fan bases yeah. last Saints. night. Saints. I mean, the Sa- that Saints crew right. in the middle with their umbrellas and everything. I mean, they were they were living it up. Yeah. Um, so I t- we talked about this at lunch, and, and and I'm blown away at how cool and fun it was. 
but I didn't know that it would be that much energy mm -hmm. and the buzz and the wow factor and they've, they've incorporated I think a, so much entertainment Hollywood's not the right what I'm looking for but they've done such a great job to bring the energy yeah. and the entertainment piece to the draft and they have nailed it now I wish it was here every other year <laughs> like you and I were discussing it's not going to have that same buzz in Kansas City next no, year. No, It'll still be fun. Um, but here in Vegas, this is where something like this event belongs. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You're no, no doubt. And I think that the words I thought about last night was glitz and glamour. Yeah. It felt yeah. like. Red carpet. Yes. It felt like Las Vegas of, you know, the lore and, and what you think about when you think of casino and you think of you know, um, Ocean's Eleven or anything yeah. that's based in Vegas, you think of the Bellagio Fountain, you think of lights, you yeah. think of just over-the-top production. That's what last night was. And being live, we've, I, I've watched the draft. The TV doesn't do justice no. to the, the no. energy in the crowd. No. I think you just hit on something. Blake, I think – Frank Sinatra mm -hmm. would be smiling ear to ear. Absolutely. With the event that was held last night. it was, That was right up his alley. It was also very fan friendly. But like you said, it's got that real, real cool factor and entertainment and red carpet piece to it. Yeah. Which you need to, I mean, look, we don't have a scoreboard last night, no. right? I mean, I know everybody will uh, rank and you and I will rank when you get back from Dublin. Uh, and, and, you know, we'll have fun with it, but we won't know for a little while. You know what I'm saying? No. So it's not like we got a score last night of 27-24, and yet it was still that much fun. Mm -hmm. And the fans were into it like yeah. there was a game going on. I yeah. think that's, like, what you're referencing is it felt game atmosphere-like, even though there was no game, obviously, going on. But I think as somebody I saw on Twitter put it, and it's so apropos, not just for the bad fan bases, although specifically for the bad fan bases, uh, or the, the fans of bad teams. But even for the teams who are good, draft day means one thing, and it's hope. Yes. It's eternal hope. It's yes. there's no – like you said, there's no losers yesterday. Everyone right. can feel like a win. You can convince yourself that your team won. That's right. If that's what you want to do. And we forget that the – over. you're right. And we forget that the overwhelming majority of fans, sometimes when you just look at Twitter, you think, oh, people are negative. Most everybody we run into out here, mm -hmm. they're just excited that they yep. have another player. Yep. These are people that are busy. They're, they're plumbers. They're salespeople. They're doctors, whatever. And so they just want a little, like you said, hope, dangle something in front of me that absolutely. says, I think we got a little bit better. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I know you got the 20% negative Nelly, and that's fine. That makes it fun. We incorporate that into the show. Yep. But I think 80% of people that we know personally, MSU, Ole Miss, SEC fans, but out here, like, yeah, I think we got a little bit better. Yep. May not have been the guy I wanted, but I think we got a little bit better. Yeah, it was so funny to watch the different fan bases react to their picks and how different, you know, teams wanted this guy or that guy. And, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of the Eagles trading up to get Jordan Davis with from the Georgia uh, you know, football team. But the fan base and him interacting was so awesome and yeah. jumping around together. And he was right in the middle of, you know, 20 – Eagles fans who were all decked out in right. in Eagles gear, right? Everything from jerseys to face paint to costumes. And that just – every one of those kids who got drafted last night, whether we thought it was the right pick or not, they got a moment of, like, 
excitement and fun, and the fan base has got the same thing. That's true. And just give them something to entice them mm-hmm. and get excited about. Mm-hmm. But then I think you throw in the buzz and energy of Las Vegas. Which hypes it up even yeah. more. Now, yeah, I haven't absolutely. been here before, neither of you. I mean, no. to an NFL draft. No, but no, I no. think if we talk to people who have, they would have said the the boost of Vegas and everything that it brings to the table. Yeah. Just put, like, more, as I like to say, lighter fluid and fun and fireworks absolutely. into the whole the energy was The energy was incredible last yeah. night. I mean, every fan base was engaged and interacting, and, and there's no doubt. Um, I mean, the early returns were that there were well over 100,000 people there. It seems like there could have been more. I don't, you know, from where we were sitting, it was just incredible. I hate to say this, but, or maybe I don't, but the fact that we had VIP access, uh, I'm glad that we were covered. Yes. Um, in chairs that were like recliners, <laughs> yeah. and had uh, amazing, wonderful, you know, waiters and so on that uh, were so nice and just brought us a bunch of good food and uh, Yeah, absolutely. It was uh, the. The food and drink was flowing last night in the yeah. first round of the NFL draft at, at the glorious Caesars Forum, <laughs> as we sit here in the Caesars Sportsbook at the Paris Las Vegas, yeah. and uh, it was exciting, man. It was it was so much fun. It was so much fun to be there. And of course, this is our NFL Draft podcast presented by Hancock Whitney Bank. Your dream, our mission. Visit HancockWhitney.com. We're here with the Saints organization and live in the Caesars Sportsbook at the Paris Las Vegas recapping round one of the NFL draft there were a lot of surprises a lot of things maybe twists and turns we didn't see coming let's do that top 10 top 10 all right I'm gonna go with I'm gonna ask you this when you look at the top 10 picks what surprised you the most uh it has to be Derek Stingley number three there's no doubt I we were sitting obviously last night and you and I talked about a lot of different people that might come up at number three and did either of us ever mention Derek Stingley no, no there was and some he's a great player no and no doubt and there was some late buzz I know there were some late rumors that he was moving up boards but I don't think any of us saw him at number three no. and I think a combination of Derek Stingley going third and the first tackle not off the board until number six okay was very surprising in the top ten that's my big question How, you know so how and why did that happen? Yeah. And why did we have, and these two guys may be uh, nine-year players, four-time pro bowlers, all that, Derek Stingley and Ahmad Gardner. I know they're really wonderful players, but but how surprised are we that they were coming off the board? And I know corner is one of the premium positions. Yeah. But edge rushers and, ta- as you mentioned, tackles. Yeah. Wow. I, because the most, we know that corner is important. But the most, one of the most important things, I think, even trumping corner is keeping your quarterback upright, safe. Look at Patrick healthy. Mahomes and Joe Burrow, so right? I mean, that, isn't right that there. interesting that they decided to do that? And look at the top five. So let's recap for those of you who weren't locked in necessarily last night. Trayvon Walker, Georgia edge rusher, goes number one. Michigan edge rusher Aiden Hutchinson goes number two. And then we go cornerback, cornerback. That's Derek Stingley of LSU and Sauce Gardner of Cincinnati. And then number five is Kayvon Thibodeau, edge rusher to the New York Giants. And so that's edge rusher, edge rusher, cornerback, cornerback, edge rusher, one through five to start the draft. That's a year after we saw QB, QB, QB go top three. And we're going to get in that in just a second. Uh, Matt Corral and and Charles Cross. So we're going to pivot into kind of our local deal. But real quick, yes, on that. And then, Blake, 
I've got uh, six six wide receivers that went in the top 16. Yeah, and look at the run. You know, we talked I mean, about the run goodness, on QBs. Look at those three in a row. Well, that's what I was about to say, and it's four out of five. When when the Falcons oh, decided yeah. to take Drake London at number eight, which I think a lot of us were surprised about, yeah. again, very early, and they took a – remember, they took a tight end number four overall last year, yeah. or five overall, yeah. So that's, that's Drake London at number eight, wide receiver, and then you get Charles Cross number nine, that's the third tackle off the board to the Seahawks. And then you go receiver, receiver, receiver. So that's four receivers and five picks. And that's the run that we see with QBs. Instead, this year, it was with wide receivers. Wild. It was amazing to watch. I mean, And I the, know they're all really talented. But the energy in the room when this was happening was crazy. It was. So uh, what was that, Blake? NFC, NFC. AFC with Garrett Wilson. And AFC with the Lions, okay, with Williams. Cool. And, and look at and this. I went all the way to uh, Jahan Dotson. Which which is all the way down at 16, yeah, to Washington. That was a – Yeah, I thought that. he was more of a 20s pick. But but look, when the receiver run goes, it's just like with quarterbacks, right? Quarterbacks get pushed up. Well, I guess it's going to happen with other positions too. I mean, we saw even other guys go higher because of the, their position mates. I'd like to talk about this, too, right before we get into Cross and, and Matt Corral. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day, and that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics, before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. In that run of receivers, well, what happened? The Saints moved up from 16 to 11 to take Chris Olave from player. Ohio State. I don't know if you had to do that. They felt like they did. Some people think he's the best wide receiver in the draft. Yeah. I we'll like see. him. I think he's oh, the best receiver. Phenomenal. Yeah. So, but trading up five spots, yeah. you know, that's – I when, we, when this happened, remember, I told you I thought it was Malik Willis. Yeah, I thought if you're trading up five spots, you're only trading up for quarterback. Yeah. And they traded up for receiver. Wow, are we in the new era of the NFL? We are. Um, we are live in the Caesar Sportsbook at Paris, Las Vegas. This is the NFL Draft podcast presented by Hancock Whitney Bank. Your dream, our mission. 
visit HancockWhitney.com. Charles so, Cross goes top top ten. Yeah, no that Matt was Corral. that was great. You know, um, love seeing Charles Cross go. Um, great kid, heck of a teammate. Had an awesome year. Had a good sophomore year, but an awesome junior year. Really, really did a wonderful job keeping Chris Rogers as clean as you can in the SEC West, and uh, did everything he was supposed to do. I talked to Mike Leach last night, Blake, after the draft, and. Leach went on and on about what kind of young man he was. Mm -hmm. And he just basically said, anything we asked him to do. He did it. And every time he's supposed to be at the facility, he's there. So I mean, that's he, what he may wanted. not be vocal, but yeah. he leads by example. Yeah. I'm good with whichever. And, and an offensive tackle or offensive line in general, isn't that what you want? Yeah. You, you, with all due respect to those guys who are uber talented, and believe me, they are, and Charles Cross is uber talented. Yeah. I want somebody who wakes up every day with the idea of I've got to go to work and yeah. I'm here to grind yeah. and I'm here to be the what's the what's the moniker we always like to say the lunch pail guy. Yeah. Right? Tongue and cheek. That's what you need. You need it, at offensive tackle, if I'm drafting a ten year guy, which is what I want in a first round offensive tackle, yeah. that's what I want. I want a worker. So excited for the young man. Yeah, going out to Seattle. Yeah, with DK Metcalf. That's right. And Pete Carroll. That's right. Our favorite coach. Yeah. Our favorite offensive coach. Offensive guru, Pete yeah. Carroll. And, and uh, is it Drew Locke? That is. That is supposed to lock down that deal? Well, it's between him and Geno Smith. Hold on. And somebody said that Geno was actually playing well. It may have been Steve Palazzolo. Yeah. But I can't remember because we, we only interview. A hundred uh, Exactly, a month. So. All right. Well, hey, congratulations to Mississippi State, offensive tackle. Charles Cross, what a dream! Right? Oh yeah, I mean, just long and to Mississippi. Be, and to be here, to walk out on stage, yeah. and see all those people, and, and, and I thought his uh, interview was great. Yep, and he's in Seattle today because everybody flies to their deal, and good for him. And we've talked about it, and you and I don't have to be uh, football savants to know that most everybody believes his best football in front of him, no is doubt, ahead of him. no doubt. So, but look at this, and I said this to the beginning. If you're giving me a chance at a tackle in the top ten, give me the guy who's got the most pass block snaps in the last three no years in college doubt. football. I mean, give me give me the guy who is who is repped pass blocking more than anyone in the league. No, and and yes. the, the irony is that he went to Seattle to a coach who loves to ground and pound, <laughs> and he just came out, like you just said, of a system – where they threw it right at like 950 to 1,050 times last year. Yep, yep. Okay, Incredible. That a little bit, but That's but low. I think it was even up closer to 1,200. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know where I'm going, though. Oh, it's insane. But, hey, more, I'm, I'm glad. Do I wish he was closer to home and in the NFC because we're kind of surrounded by NFC teams other than the Titans? Yeah, but I'm happy for him because he got 24 million, I think, yeah, guaranteed. something like that, yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a – look – that's a good pick. Oh, it's a huge pick. Okay. It's a huge pick. If they decided that they didn't want Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett or Matt Corral, he was they're the going to run with, yeah. Gino, like you just said, Geno Smith out of Oregon? Yeah. Or no, no, Geno Smith's out of West Virginia. Gosh, yeah, I yeah, sorry. Known that. Sorry. Geno Smith out of and West Virginia Drew or Drew Locke out of Missouri. Missouri. Okay. That's right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now, let's go to Matt Corral. And, uh, Yikes. You're listening to the NFL Draft Podcast presented by Hancock Whitney Bank. Your dream, our mission, visit HancockWhitney.com. Okay, so I'm actually more surprised that Malik Willis didn't go, Blake. Yes. But because Matt agreed. Corral is local and because he was a great player at Ole Miss and won 10 games and all the stuff we talked about and basically carried them, he just did. 
um, time and time again. And uh, he frustrated Tennessee and Arkansas and Mississippi State and many teams. Um, here we are, Blake, as this second round gets underway. And we're live from Vegas at the Caesar Sportsbook. And we have two quarterbacks that I felt like would be off the board. Now, maybe Corral would have gone 28, whatever. But I think most people thought, everybody thought that if Malik didn't go top 10, he'd go he top 15. Going top 15, no doubt. And yeah. so we, now here we are as this draft gets kicked off again for, for day two, second, third round. Blake and Malik Willis and Matt Corral Still. are on the board. And yet Trey Trevor Lance, no, Trey Lance. Yes. Trey Lance went to the 49ers last year. Number Don't three. get it. Yeah. Um, Mac Jones played well, but I also believe that the Patriots did an amazing job with him. There's no doubt. I think both of those players have the potential to be much better than the two I just referenced. Mm -hmm. And we'll see with Zach Wilson. He went to the Jets, and that stinks because That's the tough, Jets yeah. are – you know, dog shit. But there was a lot of correlations compared to between Zach Wilson and Matt Corral. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so Zach Wilson went two overall, Matt Corral not in the first round. And I think the most surprising point, Bo, was that this was the second longest wait in NFL draft history for a quarterback. It didn't happen until number 20. And the Steelers, who we all had taking potentially Malik Willis, right. take Kenny Pickett, the pit product. I wonder – you, this shouldn't be the case in the NFL, but he played at Pitt. They were able to – whoever in the Steelers organization could watch him play every snap yep. At, yep. at home yep. without even getting on a plane. No, yeah, 15-minute um, drive. And then the last four months they could visit with probably him or anybody else. Yeah. It, was it the, was it the uh, safe pick? Because the know. Steelers are safe. Mm. They're conservative. Outside of Roethlisberger for the most part, and, you know, they didn't know he was going to get – go through the hiccups they're they're a very they're they're really really bright and they're cerebral and their approach is amazing but they are very can i ask you this question i kind of want to label them conserved that's because they throw the ball and i mean they took antonio brown took antonio brown and Le'Veon bell yeah who were great players for several yeah. years yeah just they turned into head I mean, cases juju was a good pick they decided yep. not to resign him but he was a phenomenal pick no i'm with you let me ask you this question, though, to stay on the draft specifically. Pittsburgh takes the only quarterback in the first round, 20th overall, Kenny Pickett. Is Kenny Pickett different than Mitch Trubisky? I don't think so. Well, they already have Mitch Trubisky. I guess they're – wow. You know I what I mean? That's a great – Like, I'm sorry, so I don't I mean to be – like an insurance plan. <laughs> but, but, like, how is he different than so, Mitch but, Trubisky? But yeah, but if, if all – Explain to me how he's better than Mitch Trubisky. Well, I don't he's more accurate. That's the only thing I can come up with. Okay, is that Trubisky? But but Trubisky is athletic. Kenny he Pickett's, is athletic. Kenny Pickett's athletic. Trubisky has a good arm. Kenny Pickett has a good arm. Kenny Pickett's slightly more more well, I know what they're accurate. They know that after this man, year, if they wanted to keep Mitch they'd have Trubisky, they'd have to pay him. And they're thinking we'll roll right out of that and we'll we'll be on the Kenny Pickett rookie contract. But I think Kenny Pickett is the safer pick than Malik Willis. And you're right. I think if if Tomlin and Pittsburgh believed in Malik Willis, that would have been the right pick because he has the higher ceiling because you don't know what he but could he's become. He's not accurate. He's enough. not ready yet either. He's not ready yet. That's either. what worries me. He's not like Pickett and Corral are accurate. Yes. Willis has to get there. Develop yeah. into this accurate young man. And how much can you develop into an accurate young man, 
I don't That's the know question. because it, that wasn't the deal with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. He redshirted because Alex Smith was rolling. Yes. It wasn't because Patrick Mahomes had to learn how to be accurate. Yeah, Josh like, Allen might be the true one. Yeah. Like, example of. There's always going to be some outliers. Yeah. I'm, I'm but that's sure. the only one I can think of. Yeah. I mean, we talked with Steve Palazzolo about that. Yeah. I, I don't think there's anybody else. So yeah. I'm pretty surprised, though, overall that. All right, so Corral, real quick, QB, today. Yeah. It, it, uh, well, let's go Malik Willis and Matt Corral. Malik from Liberty, Hugh Freeze, and Matt Corral from Ole Miss. According to Pro Football Lake Focus, Liberty. Malik Willis is the seventh best prospect available. Okay, if you had to bet, are both gone in the second round? They have to be. Right? I would think so. Here's the real question now. Is Corral the third quarterback off the board, or is or are Ritter and Howell going to get ahead of him? Nothing now would surprise them. me. Yeah. Because after looking at some of the things the teams did in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. I, are, are we getting to the point of, I don't know, too much information, paralysis by analysis? I don't know. That's a great question. I, I think that from the beginning, this NFL draft – the NFL decided for whatever reasons that they just weren't in on these quarterbacks. And yeah, all but the, not just quarterbacks, some of these Well yeah. they pushed some other positions down the Yeah, and, and there were some picks that were a little bit interesting the where you go, okay. The I Notre thought, Dame safety? I thought this guy might go higher or lower. Yeah, Kyle Hamilton is who you're talking about. He went fourteenth to the Ravens. But when it when listen, what happens is guys move down when other guys go where they're not supposed to go. So when Derek Stingley goes third, and then Kayvon Thibodeau goes fifth, and then no quarterback goes in the top ten, and then Drake London goes eighth, well, that just means that other guys who are better, it's how CeeDee Lamb gets to number 17 for the Cowboys, right? That's that's how that happens, is that other teams reach on guys who that's aren't true. top ten picks. That's true. All right. Let's uh, – Yeah. We're live in the Caesars Sportsbook at the Paris Las Vegas. This is the NFL Draft Podcast presented by Hancock Whitney Bank. Your dream, our mission. Visit HancockWhitney.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Let me ask you this. Does Sam Williams out of Ole Miss and Martin Emerson out of Mississippi State, do they go in the next uh, 64 picks? That is a great question. I saw... You Which would be today for our yeah, listeners. You retweeted, um, was it Marcus Mosher talking yes. about the Cowboys taking Sam Williams? Would be an interesting decision. Yeah. I, 
He didn't like it, but he said it was more value than the tackle out of Tulsa that they took. Tyler Smith, they took him 24th overall. Evidently, he is an off-the-charts, super sharp young man, but there's just a few questions. There's question marks everywhere. Yeah. We could pick apart He's very everybody. raw. He's very raw, though. Yeah. Very raw. But he could, he could come around in one year and be really, really good. I'm hoping that he'll be uh, unbelievable protecting Dak Prescott. Yeah, you and me both. Uh, for Pro Football Focus, they have Sam Williams, Ole Miss edge rusher, as the 59th best prospect available. They had him ranked 91 overall, which okay. would have him going today. Okay. Um, I agree. I think Sam Williams is a interesting prospect because he's a guy who, again, just like Charles Cross, you're if you're taking Sam Williams, the thought is you're going to get more out of him than they got out of him in college. His last year was good. He, mm-hmm. he, he got a 90.2 pass rush grade but prior to that pretty pretty underperformed yeah there wasn't a lot there the year before correct he correct. stepped up more power to him so and that's and, and a lot of these guys are are not a finished product 100 and so he got a covid year he took advantage and you don't always want a finished product right that's not that's not always the right move like tyler smith certain positions can be good some of these positions. alabama tackles yeah. come out and that is it and like, that's all you get correct they have plateaued correct and some I think, of these other yeah. dudes that you and i talk about like it looked like Laramie Tunsil plateaued. Okay, I mean, yeah. I mean he's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but it looked like he plateaued. I mean, he was so awesome coming out of high school, yeah. and then it's three years at Ole Miss. But then you've got some other guys that they just get better and better yep. and better. Yep. And I think that's the case. And so, when you're looking at a guy like Sam Williams, you're drafting Sam Williams on the idea that he is your schematic fit for yeah. what you run defensively, and you think that if I if you put him in the right position that he will be a pass rusher. I'm thinking back of the second round. At the best. At best, but probably third. Probably third. And then third. Martin Emerson. Probably behind that. Third, mid to late third. It does help him. He may, he may fall to Saturday. It does help him that two corners went in the top five, obviously, top four, three and four, in Derek Singley and Sauce Gardner. But – Martin Emerson for PFF's uh, board is number 76 best available. And I think with Martin, it's another case of you're looking at body type and prototype. And you're saying, hey, he's long, he's lean, he can move, he's got pretty good um, hip flexibility so he doesn't get stiff coming out of breaks on routes. Um, I think there are a lot of positives about Martin Emerson, but he's not dynamic at any one trait that makes him move up a board very high, right? I agree. And I also think about what he did this past year with no pass rush. And to me, that tells me that he is one heck of a player. Yeah. Because Mississippi State didn't even really breathe on quarterbacks for the most part. Now, his year before, there was a little bit of pop, okay? Um, I'm sorry, his sophomore year. But his junior year, they just didn't have it. Like, after Jordan Davis went down with the ACL tear, they just had no – I mean, Tyrus Wheat tried, Berlay – Something happened there, and I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I'm a good player, but it just wasn't what I they thought just never it would got be. To the QB. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, well, and four corners go in the first round. So again, you've got four cornerbacks off the board in the first round. You had a huge run on receivers, on tackles, on edge rushers. It truly was a remarkable NFL draft, um, and I think the first round had a lot of excitement. And you know, you can kind of look at different, a lot of different ways. But I think to me, the storyline coming out of this is. You go from a record-setting five quarterbacks and 15 picks last year. Which I think 
that was not a good QB class, like for whatever reason the NFL and media thought it was. Mm -hmm. Trevor was, was yes. okay. Yes. To this year, now you Matt. Cor point, I just yeah. think it's too obvious that a Matt Corral, maybe a Kenny Pickett, Malik are so much better than Trey Lance. Yeah. No, it's, it's and incredible. Mac Jones. It's incredible, and I think that's the story out of this. Is but that I could be you, wrong. You only have one quarterback taking in the top uh, first round. But, the top but all right, real picks. quick, we, we we both feel like. Well, I think Malik's going early. Yes, I agree. I think Malik Willis and Matt Corral go in the second round. Yes, if you if you're making me bet, yes. Now the question is, how early does Corral go? And here's the other question to that. Where and I didn't get yours. Obviously, was was does he go after Malik or is? Does Ritter or Howell slip in front of him? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, at this point, at like any, you said, yeah. Nothing would surprise me yeah. with, with Ritter and Howell. Um, all right, let's talk about the being there again. Yeah. All right, so we're, we're live from Vegas from the Caesar Sportsbook, brought to you by Kinetic Staffing, kineticstaffing.com. These, these NFL teams, Blake, are trying to add talent to their roster, and that's what you can do with Kinetic Staffing as um, – they will go out and evaluate and identify uh, who you need in your business or firm to make you better and more productive. Kineticstaffing.com. So, again, let me go back to this. Us walking around Vegas, going all the places we've been, the NFL is off the chains. Yeah, and they spare no expense. It's so much. Oh, they put on a great event. Put on a great event. I was really blown away by the, like you said, the fan-friendly nature of the event and how they truly tried to make it worth the value of coming out here. Yeah. Right? Like, they they really yeah. sold that. Are you surprised that that many people dress up like they do? I'm not talking, not the jerseys. I'm talking about the, the over-the-top. Yeah. The, yeah, the Halloween slash Mardi Gras costumes that yeah. we see out here. Yeah. Are you surprised? No, because if you really watch NFL games closely, you'll see that the fan bases at games dress the same way. And you're talking about – remember how we talk about our message board warriors or our Twitter warriors or our text guys yep. or, and girls. Uh, let, me, let me not be gender exclusive. They, they are the bought-in group, right? They're the yeah. group that says, I care even more than just money. I care with my time and my energy. That's who this is out here. These are the people who spend their time – perusing talk boards about the Colts and the Falcons and the Saints and the Cowboys. These are the people who spend their, you know, their exposable income is for tickets. It's right. for NFL experiences. It's for jerseys. Yeah, the it's, draft. Exactly. Vacation. They, they don't care. They don't. Most of these people are not college fans. They may, yeah. they may have a, an affiliation and care to some, you know, a small extent, but the majority of these people are, this is what they do. Right. This is their, um, relief from work, relief from stress. This is their. This is what they have. Isn't it funny that SEC football has emulated this? Yes. Yeah. But also that we kind of dress up a little bit more. I mean, I don't. I don't wear. You know, I, yes. a blazer. And I get everything. what you're saying. There's not the costuming that the NFL has. All right, so there's Correct. not that. Yes. There's not as many jerseys except with kids. Yes. And we wear. Not crazy, but we wear golf shirts. Sometimes yes. button downs. Sometimes people go, you know, more than that. And 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 the NFL is more of a t-shirt, jersey, pullover on Sunday. Yeah. Why is that? I think it's well, it's it's twofold. 
Um, because there's region. still a lot of white collar. Yes, correct. I mean, think, I know I like to lean over the years on the blue collar component, and that is there with the NFL, and that is wonderful. Well, and look at look at where the fans are that you're seeing though. The fans in the premium seats are wearing collared shirts. That's true. The fans in the seats that are not now they might be up close to the field, but that's not a premium experience in in the right. sense of you don't have the the sweets and the food and booze and all right. that type of stuff. Right. So there is a, there is a true like look where the teams are located in blue collar neighborhoods. But look at this too. The SEC is in a sunbelt footprint and regionality matters. They don't dress that way at college football games in, in the Pac-12. In the Pac-12. Like Cal Berkeley goes in t-shirts. The Big Ten, right? They're even though they're up. kind of elitist snobs, they still wear t-shirts. That's right. Yeah. No, it, it, there's a regionality to it for sure. Absolutely. With I don't even. I think. I guess there's a little bit of dressing up in the Big Ten and the ACC, a and the, little bit, and but the not Big much. Twelve, not maybe Texas, Oklahoma, not near, but as not much. near as much. Yeah, like the Clemson's, like the Clemson. But I also think we're trending the other way in the SEC. I'm noticing that yeah. people are getting a lot more casual. Yeah, which it should be. You should be as able far to as merch and, and yeah, gear. Enjoy what, wear what you want. Yeah. And how many jerseys did we see over the last 24 hours? Oh my I can't even gosh. count. I can't even count. Remember that conversation we had like three years ago when when you were still anti-jersey? Yeah. And I was like, but, Bo, in the NFL, that's what you wear. Like, that's that's what people wear is the And jersey. they are going to wear them. <laughs> yeah. Because the difference is they're stars. Yes. That's I mean, I know correct. like Dak and Matt Corral. But that's one out of 20 years. Right. Yeah. And Eli, those, those are stars. And But here's the deal. In the NFL? Stardom. Stars. How many? All right, in, so in, we, you know what else? In major metropolitan areas. Yep. Mo. A lot of them. Yep. So. so we've seen Dax, we've seen Brady's, we've seen Rogers. Yeah. We've seen Drew Brees. Yeah. We've seen Mitch Trubisky even, which is wild. I've seen Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes out the wazoo. I mean, God bless the Lions fans. Yeah. All right. We've seen some Barry Sanders. Yeah, because we they can't Barry wear Sanders Stafford jerseys. anymore. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. That's tough. That's yeah. tough. We're live in the. Caesar Sportsbook at the Paris Las Vegas. This is the NFL Draft Podcast presented by Hancock Whitney Bank. Your dream, our mission. Visit HancockWhitney.com. All right, let's get into a wrap. Bit of the fun stuff. Yeah. The fun we'll, stuff. We'll hit quick. that for a couple minutes. Yeah. So we've been in Vegas for over 24 hours now. We've had some food and drink, all kinds of good stuff. Now, we've talked a little bit about the draft. We had access to great drinks, both non-alcoholic and, and some good beer. Yeah. But how about that turkey leg? At the draft. That you smashed? Man, that I posted on Twitter? Fire. All right, so Twitter, at Bow Bounds. It's also on Facebook. Um, that turkey leg looked amazing. It was the size of my forearm. It was huge. It was massive. I mean, we've we've been to some events or fair that, that have big turkey legs. That thing was like a club. It was amazing. I think you could have taken javon walker out yes <laughs> with that turkey yeah, leg just smoked him um and, and it was uh, charles it had, cross it had a like honey glaze on it that was so good i mean it was cooked you know you think you go to an event like this and what do you expect like crappy food no not at all they did a good job they considering really the masses great job yeah it was fantastic so that was really good but then today the pretzel the pretzel was, uh, yeah, the pretzel looked fire, too. And how about them coming around with, like, Snickers and M&Ms all the time? Just free constant. stuff. Just constantly giving you just candy. Here's stuff. You know, we want you to stay full, man. Uh, it was incredible. Now, how about before we did this podcast, we went and ate at Sushi Samba. 
Oh that place my was gosh. Fire. It was incredible. <laughs> so I have to let our listeners know this. Blake and I want you to know, if you come to Vegas, some of you have already gone, but Sushi Samba is in, what, the Palazzo? Yeah, uh, uh, it was in, yeah, the, the Palazzo. The Palazzo Venetian. Yeah. yeah. Um, here's what Blake and I did today for lunch. We did Wagyu sliders. Mm. Woo! Wagyu goza. Did I say that right? Gyoza. Gyoza. It's like Asian dumplings. I just I just pronounce it like if you're from uh, Baden. Like you coached Charles Cross in high school. <laughs> uh, gyoza? Yeah, nailed it. I love it. Wagyu, gyoza. It was so it, They're good. Asian dumplings. Most of y'all know that. And then we had uh, a lobster roll that was amazing. Yes. And uh, our drinks were ridiculous. What did we have? So good. So we had uh, the Samba Juice which was like a great morning. It was like a fruity morning drink with Prosecco in it. A really good pick-me-up to start yeah. the day. And then I had a Samba Sour, which, of course, in Mississippi, and look, I've bartended at some nice restaurants and eaten at plenty of nice restaurants. We have great ones. And they do a great job, but we don't use egg whites in sours. It's just not – the South just doesn't do it. It's it just not something we do. In Vegas, they do it all. So I had that Samba Sour with the egg white whipped in. I mean, it was – Heat. It was so good. Insane. And we had uni. We tried some uni. Yes. Some uni sashimi, which you don't get Delicious. uni in the south. You don't get uni in the south. And so we had some uni as well, which was, uh, I mean, you know, we're living it up right. That's uh, sushi samba. Sushi samba. Free plug. And then I went to Labo samba. last night. That's right. And, you, and I had their Wagyu meatball. You hung out uh, with all kinds of people. We, we saw Ice Cube last night at the draft. Ice Cube. I ran into Mike Leach. There you go. And um, he was here, as he should be, for Charles Cross. That's right. Uh, I thought that was great by Mike Leach in the Mississippi State football program. I thought they pushed out some great picks. Yeah. I mean, how happy was his family? Woo. But uh, Lava was good in the Venetian, too. Or yeah, the Venetian, that was right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now we're going to smash something tonight. Windows of the World. Yeah. It's a pretty famous restaurant. It's up on top of a tower. Yeah. You know, it's uh, – I hear the food's – good yeah the whole experience is awesome so I think, we'll take it i think you said i think, I think they'll they cook sell a good the experience yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. I, I think that's that you are maybe trading it may not be the greatest culinary experience in, in right. vegas which we've we've seen some good ones yes but uh but yeah the experience will be really cool so well, i don't even know what it's on top of i don't either but that's because there's a crew here just telling us what yeah, to do. Yeah, we just show up when we're yeah, supposed to show up. Yeah, there's an itinerary, and we and like it. And we're here in this uh, this pretty sweet sports book. It is the nice. The Caesars Sportsbook, uh, watching the recap of the NFL draft and everything that's going on. Even, you know, oh. Pe- Peter Schrager and everybody in between is a little surprised on this QB this QB draft this year. So it'll yeah. be exciting All right, and real see. quick, as we wrap it up, do you want to do it? No, nah, I think we're good. Oh, we do need to A.J. Hit, Brown? I was saying, we, we got to hit that A.J. Brown okay. got traded. A.J. Brown, who is an amazing player and super-duper off-the-charts talented, um, was traded to the Philadelphia Eagles for a first and third-round pick? First and third, that's right. It's I, I'm shocked that the he Titans go to a he, – he goes from a guy who's a good player, a good QB – but not considered one of the top ones accuracy-wise. Ryan Tannehill. That they've really leaned on Derrick Henry when he was healthy. Yep. I know that hadn't happened much as of late. And he goes to Jalen Hurts, who is still a work in progress. But. Absolutely. And that Eagles team is interesting now. You have Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. I'm shocked that the Titans let A.J. Brown go to draft Traylon Burks out of Waters, out of uh, Arkansas, who's an unproven and, in, in my opinion, less talented version of A.J. Brown. And so – 
I don't know if that was a great move for the Titans. I think it was a fantastic move for the Eagles. Well, I think that Mike Vrabel, the head coach of the Tennessee Titans, was super ticked off. You saw that on Twitter. That's right. When he That's when right. they shipped A.J. Brown to the Philadelphia Eagles. So now A.J. Brown and Dak Prescott, even though same side of the football, yeah. will play each other twice a year. That's right. More talent in that NFC East. Fletcher Cox still on that uh, Eagles line. They drafted Jordan Davis. Might be the next heir apparent to Fletcher Cox. So we'll see how long he stays in Philly. But a lot of Mississippi talent up there That's in right. the NFC East. Fletcher's moving, isn't he? He's moving somewhere? Uh, not yet, but he probably will be, okay. I think. So, yeah. All right. Well, um, we had a great time. Vegas yes. has been amazing. I, again, the um, the draft, it's a shock factor for me, and I'm in a good way. And I'm so excited that we've done more NFL the last five years and so on and incorporated it into the show. And this thing is such a lion and such – you know, kind of a tidal wave, you can't beat it. No, and I, I think if the if you ever get the opportunity to go to the NFL draft and it's in one of the big cities that can really do it right, right. Uh, a Miami, a Vegas, an L.A., a New Orleans maybe, take the opportunity and yes. do it all the way because I know it'll be like, oh, this is expensive. It is. They do it so over the top. It is awesome. And the swag they give you and all the different stuff that you experience um, they really know how to do it. So it it's, really is yeah. the red carpet. Yeah, for sure. It's the biggest right, monster in sports. Yeah. There's no doubt. I mean, now they're hyping the May 12th schedule drop. Yeah. Everything's an event with the NFL. So, so smart. Truly incredible. Truly so incredible. Smart. This is the NFL Draft Podcast presented by Hancock Whitney Bank. Your dream, our mission. Visit HancockWhitney.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.